I'm Meg. And today we're covering episode 35, The Shape of This Country. Yes, in this episode, Ed uncovers a conspiracy of staggering scope, a plot that has already claimed countless victims. Clues suggest that Fort Briggs will soon know bloodshed and an entire nation will suffer. All right, and this covers um, the manga chapter 66, The Snow Queen, and chapter 67, Burgeoning Borders. All right, let's just jump right in. We jump right back to the fight between Sloth and Fort Briggs. Um, Olivier is going to show the Elrics the Briggs way. Um and also going to force them to be part of their plan. Uh, Buccaneer picks up Ed and like puts a gun to his head and he's like, just in case your question, then you can say that you were forced to help us. Yeah. And in the manga, um, the point is made that everyone in Briggs is trustworthy and Buccaneer trusts Ed and Al because they helped protect his comrades. Mm hmm. Yes. And then Fullman is also forced to help because he's friends with Ed and Al. <laughs> This poor guy gets roped into everything. Yes. I feel like he really does, because he was Cause he also... he knows Mustang, and then he knows Ed and Al. He just... He's not... Yeah, he, well, he was them. the one that was forced to, to watch Babysit over... Babysit the Chopper. <laughs> yeah. He's poor just, guy. like, there, and they, they make him do stuff. Mm-hmm. We do learn that he's been uh, promoted, though, to... From warrant officer to second lieutenant. At least yeah. in, the, in the manga, they say that. Second lieutenant, yeah, isn't that uh, Riza's ranking too? Um, I think it was. Doesn't she at some point she, become first lieutenant? Did she get promoted when she was uh, repositioned with um, the Fears team? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure if that's a promotion. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Forts Briggs enacts their, enacts their plan um, to destroy Sloth, and they they push him into an elevator um, and which requires three tanks, and they take him to gate eight, and there Buccaneer and Ed and Alan Fullman are waiting. Buccaneer is super strong, because he just, like... He, like, judo flips Sloth over his uh -huh. shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, and then Ed and Alan Fullman dump fuel on him, uh, and then Olivier brings brings the tank up, and it's awesome like she she drives like past or they drive past buccaneer and he like salutes her and they shoot sloth and then and now like kick him off the balcony and this is where we learn that the oil is specially designed for the cold and it basically like sucks the heat body heat out of you instantly and sloth freezes in the in the cold yeah and just in case you're wondering if that really defeats him in the manga, it's stated that later soldiers take turns dumping more oil on him to make sure he stays frozen, and they move him to a shady spot so that, you know, the, the sun can't melt him. Mm hmm And then Olivier imprisons the Elrics for not being truthful. I don't know. They are prisoners, but not really, because the soldiers yeah. come and, like, thank them for, like, protecting their comrades, and it's it's very sweet. Then we see uh, Kimberly recovering from the injury that Scar gave him, and Miles, Major Miles, visits him and gives him an update on on Scar. And Kimberly tells the North soldiers to stay out of chasing after Scar. He was just telling them about Scar, and but they can't they can't help him. 
But Miles is like, nope, we're not going to do that. Uh, North doesn't want a mass murderer running around. And then, yeah, he's like, he's trying to intimidate Kimberly. He like takes off his glasses and re- reveals his his um, red Ishvalan eyes. And Kimberly is surprised. Um, yeah, I, I love the face he made because at first he was shocked. And then once Miles got closer to him, he made kind of like this face like scrunching away like i know i'm in trouble i don't want to look you in the eye anymore mm-hmm. kind of face and the longer he just looks i don't know annoyed at, yeah and, and also and surprised and that's it <laughs> yeah yeah but then miles leaves and we see uh general raven comes and he's brought um a doctor with a golden tooth who um we have seen before in uh here bradley's backstory and he has come to um, heal Kimberly so he can keep hunting down, hunting down Scar. Yeah. That doctor, he reminds me of the doctor from My Hero Academia. You probably haven't seen him so much, Meg, because you need to watch the new season pretty soon. But there's a doctor, Dr. Garaki, who is just always there. And mm-hmm. he plays a fairly big role in the new season. But it's just kind of like you know, that minion, that weird old guy who's just with the mm-hmm. villains. Okay, you know what? who he, he reminds me of? What? That one, I don't remember what vegetable he is from VeggieTales. The one that sings the cheeseburger song? Wait, Mr. Lunt? Ah. Uh, who's the lemon? Is your lot cheeseburger. <laughs> Wait, let me. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, he did have a gold tooth. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, wait, I love me, let me share. Let me Somebody share. please lip sync that guy to the cheeseburger song. <laughs> he to- like no, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> you make a meme of that? This- <laughs> <laughs> Except that guy didn't have the stash. He didn't have like the Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have the stash, but there's like the gold tooth and like his coloring and even like his hair. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean the creepy teeth too yeah that early cg animation with like the absolutely straight teeth <laughs> <laughs> i can't breathe there you go oh, i know why you were making a face <laughs> yeah because i was like he definitely looks familiar to me but i don't know why and then <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome if you know you know <laughs> <laughs> all right all right yeah maybe maybe we'll make a meme and share that um uh, then we go to Marco and May, and they're still in that like abandoned abandoned house, and they're talking about um, alchemy and alkahestry. And May is telling Marco that alchemy is based on the chi of the land, or like the flow of power which flows through everything, and they call it the dragon's pulse, which it's the is yeah, it's very very cool. Um, and then like it's it's funny she like shows him like the flow by like poking him um in different From pressure points yeah yeah pressure points and he <laughs> um he doesn't he doesn't appreciate it and then he marco tells may that alchemy is different it's uses energy or from like the movement of the earth's crust and may she's like mm, it doesn't exactly feel like that it more feels like a crowd of people squirming which yeah. is creepy well i just had a thought though if well, if she's using chi, would you say that alchemy is more of like geothermal kind of power? Mm, kind of. 
I don't know. In, in a way, eh. but not totally, because, like, the movement of the tectonic, that's, that's not. That's, yeah, that's completely. not. Yeah, that's. I'm just trying to think of, like, the real world correlations, because you could say that she might be sort of, like, I don't know, think of acupuncture. There, there are, there is, like, uh, something to the, the whole pressure point system of the body and what that mm-hmm. controls and all that stuff. Um, but there's yeah. there's a lot of I know that it, 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 involved too. The I don't know the alchemy reminds me more of like the the flow of water where it's like oh okay yeah precipitation and then oh my gosh the, I don't remember precipitation it. condensation <laughs> evaporation yeah all that stuff yeah I don't remember exactly how it goes but to general science course was too too many years ago second grade (laughs) (laughs) yeah just like the flow of yeah the elements i guess and then we go back to fort fort briggs um the soldiers are exploring the the hole that that sloth came out of um and they find like nothing it just seems to go on forever and there's like no signs of life um, so then Olivier calls for horses and they bring the Elrics and, um, Buccaneer and Fullman also all go down into the hole and the, the Elrics and Fullman are tied up. Uh, for show. Yeah, for show. I, well, actually, I really like in the manga, like, I, I love Olivier, but I think they portray her even better, even better in the manga because, like, Olivier mentions that, like, when when she's holding the the Elric's captive, like, it's actually her way of protecting them, so that they can yeah. say she forced us to like give her the information. And I don't know, I like it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's it started to go somewhere, and then I just like died. <laughs> it fizzled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all I had to say. Anyway, while they're down, um, in the in the hole. Uh, Olivier is telling them that no one has broken into the fort since she's been there. Um, but 20 years ago, someone, some woman stole food and supplies for a month. And then we see that it, that it's Azumi who, who did that. An Adenal note, but they're not going to say anything. Yeah, uh, no, no. And then when they get, when they get far enough into the, you know, away from everything, Olivier interrogates them again. And she's like, just tell me everything. Uh, speak no one, now that yeah no one's gonna alone. hear and i also i also like um in the in the manga she's she i think ed says something like he's like when he when he won't explain uh why they can't tell she he's like try to understand and just from that sent just from those words uh olivier was able to figure out that there were hostages at yes um, there was something hostages. keeping them from offering yeah. information yeah and then, and it wasn't that like they just refused to tell her it was just that like they trusted her and they wanted to tell her but they couldn't yeah the way ed said it made her think uh-huh. there was something more to it i like yeah. that yeah it just shows that she's like she does even though she has like this hard exterior she does care and she's also very good at she's very smart she's like yeah she's reading between the lines and like yeah just like ah yes amazing Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so the Elrics tell her everything and she after she hears everything she's like oh we worked with the the east eastern command center and and I like 
Hawkeye and Havoc, and I, I don't want to lose them. Um, and then they're like, what about Mustang? She's like, I don't care about him. In fact, I hope he, you know, I hope he gets destroyed because that's one one less rival for me. <laughs> and in the manga, Ed, Al, and Fulman are like, hang in there, Colonel. <laughs> and then they, they start discussing what the the hole is, and Ed thinks that it's an enormous circle, and he asks for a map and asks Fulman to like tell him all the, the major events that happened in Amestris with bloodshed, and he starts like circling them. Um, and during this, they find out about they find out about um, Lior and the uprising that happened after um, they they helped the people there. And it's sad. Ed is hurt. He's like, I helped them, and and then you know and something terrible happened. To yeah, them, yeah. And I couldn't do anything to stop it. Yeah. Um, after they finish circling all their all the events, they connect the dots and. They see that it forms this giant transmutation circle. The entire country forms this giant giant transmutation circle that matches the one that they saw in the fifth lab. And so the mm-hmm. the this is like <laughs> Am I the only one who when they were connecting the dots, was, they must have been connecting them in order of when the events happened. Mm-hmm. But in my mind I was like, cross the map, cross the map, a vertical diagonal yeah. making a star. <laughs> yeah, no, it, when I, when I, during that scene, I was like, okay, how, if you like weren't an alchemist, I feel like you just like be connecting things and be like, oh, <laughs> like I took it must have what been I in order, like by the mm. date though. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, that's not a circle, it's a star. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just sees what he wants to see, actually. <laughs> There's no know. conspiracy here. <laughs> Yeah, so the the big reveal is that the whole country um is a giant transmutation transmutation circle. Um and they're like, What is this for? And and I think Buccaneer asks, like, how many people is it gonna, you know, take to make a philosopher's stone this big? Um or right, that's like, what he said. And why? Like what yeah. there's so many people. What's the purpose for this huge philosopher's mm-hmm. stone and like just thinking of the the scale of it and like how powerful that stone is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also figure out that the military has been involved in every single one of these upri- uprisings or coup d'etats, and specifically the central forces. Uh, and basically, like that's why this country was founded was to make make this transmutation circle. This is when the Elrics figured out figure out that this is this is why Hughes was killed he he figured this out on his own which he's very smart which can you imagine if he had been alive throughout all he would have this show would be a lot shorter mm-hmm. yeah I'd be like oh transmutation circle these people are bad and then it would have been over <laughs> roll credits people let's go yep uh, and while while they're discussing this, uh, a messenger comes and says that General Raven has come to visit Olivier. Uh, and we see that Kimberly has also arrived and he's been like healed. And Miles is surprised because he just saw him uh, in the hospital bed. Uh, he's on death's doorstep. Yeah, yeah. Olivier and General Raven 
meet and we can see that there's like this microphone up in like the ceiling and we see that Ed Al, Fullman and Buccaneer are listening in on the conversation. Um and I I, I love, love this. Part. Yeah, it's it's this amazing. Awesome. Um Olivier is like plays plays weak. She's like, I you know, the Elrics won't tell me ever, anything and I and I can't I can't stomach torturing these children. Um and then she she's like I I wanted children of my own, but I fear that it's too late for me. Um, okay, okay. First thing, I hate the femme fatale trope, like women using their their womanly wiles to like <laughs> convince men to do things or get information. But this is done right. This is a good one. This is like the girl you know would kick his butt, just playing all like sunshine and roses and like flirting and and like. All the while she's going, ah, I'm tricking you. But um, <laughs> I love her line in the manga. She goes, I am a woman after all. It was too painful for me to even contemplate hurting a child. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And Buccaneer goes, that's a good one for the queen of the heart of ice. <laughs> Amazing. And General Raven is try- trying to console her. He's like, men must be lining up. And Libby's like, no, they're not. Um, and, and then, um, this kind of leads Olivia to be like, I'm very impressed with the sloth immortal body. It's a dream to have a body that doesn't, um, that doesn't age and can live forever. Um, and Jenna Raven then asks if she's interested in a legion of immortal soldiers. Which, if you'll remember, is the same question he asked Grumman and Grumman said, no, he got like demoted for it Mm -hmm. yes and that is where the episode ends all right i am very excited to go for voice acting notes so um the first one we're going to do is sloth he is played by patrick seitz who is endeavor from my hero academia keith shottis from attack on titan and shamil volkov from dr stone um and uh the next one he's he's not I'm not sure if they ever say his name, but he is named on the wiki. Um, he's the guy that talks to Ed and Al when they're in the jail cell, and he has the headband with the flame decals on it. Um, his name is Neil, and he's played by Justin Cook, who is Eijiro Kirishima from My Hero Academia, Hatsuharu Soma from Fruits Basket, and Russell Tringham mm-hmm. from the original FMA. And I just have to insert a couple notes here. So Russell Tringham, uh, he is a semi-canon character because he was in one of the FMA light novels, which was a really good one. Um, so the episode in the original FMA was either based on the light no- novel or, or vice versa. But basically, he's a kid around Ed and Al's age, and he also has a younger brother. And he and his younger brother um, pretend to be the Full Metal Alchemist uh, for a short time. For for reasons. I I ended up really liking those characters, but it's an interesting story if you want to check it out. Um, And also, we met Justin Cook at Mm Comic-Con, and I slightly fangirled. Oh, (laughs) he he is the nicest man. Um, He is he's very sweet. He treats all of the um, convention goers with just you know, big smile on his face and he wants to talk to everybody. So I really appreciated that. But when we got up to his 
table, I was um, trying not to spend too much money at Comic-Con. So I swore that I would only get, you know, like one thing signed and pay for that. And once I saw his posters, I was like, I need a Hatsuharu. <laughs> Hatsuharu. <laughs> so got that signed. Um, and Hatsuharu is the cow from the Zodiac in Fruits Basket. So he wrote Moo on my poster. <laughs> and he wrote like, thank you so much, Megan. And I gave him some fan art of Haru and he he really liked it. Um, yeah, I just... I like protected that poster with my life after we left the table. <laughs> yeah, he he was. I mean, I enjoyed it, meeting everybody, but he was definitely he was definitely one of the best. Yeah, people to meet. Just he was really so nice, nice. and, and yeah. also he, you could tell he actually enjoyed the like he actually likes anime. Like I like we yeah, went to his like his. Uh, he talked about the shows he likes. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. when he went to his uh, his like yeah his panel. Yeah, um, and fun fact, he is Aaron Dismuke's cousin, and he got Aaron into voice acting. So, thank you, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so going back to the character he plays, uh, Neil, his name is of Irish origin, and it means champion or passionate. But anyway, now we're going to go to our tracking. Uh, homunculus deaths, I'm going to say sloth died at least once because his entire body froze whether or not that killed him was unclear but that that's pretty I, severe so I, I would say it, it killed him because even because in the manga they mentioned that it even freeze froze his brain so okay he was brain dead so there we go yeah um yeah and then animation expertise <laughs> i've got a small note it's really it's really quirky but in the scene where marco and may are talking uh i noticed the way each of them was sitting so Marco was sitting with crossed legs underneath him, and May was sitting on her heels. Uh, it's a example of Western versus Eastern. So if you watch enough anime, you'll notice that um, the uh, the Japanese characters tend to like sit on their heels, and uh, Westerners we don't really do that. We're not really used to that, um, mm -hmm. and it's not really put to the forefront of animation a lot of times. So I thought it was it was really neat that they took the time to animate that a Westerner was sitting with crossed legs and an Easterner was sitting with her legs folded beneath her. It was just great attention to detail. Mm -hmm. um, another show that does that is Skate the Infinity. Uh, Longa, one of the characters, is from Canada, and he he goes into like a, a shop or something looking for a job, and he's talking to the manager, and they're sitting on the ground like that with their legs folded beneath them. And when he gets out, uh, he just walks down the street and has this throwaway line. Um, he has this throwaway line like, uh, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I've sat like that and it is not comfortable. You got to get used to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. All right. Um, another thing that we wanted to talk about was just the transmutation circles because I talked about that. Um, and in the manga, Ed just mentions that the alchemical circle is a symbolic and literal conduit for the flow of power um which marco and may were talking about um earlier in, in the episode as well so the the transmutation circle it's uh, as we know it's a necessary part of the transmutation um except for um ed and al and their and zumi uh <clears throat> they 
like everybody needs a transmutation circle to do alchemy. And these are often, they can be drawn on the spot or um, permanently etched uh, or inscribed beforehand. And as Ed said, the circle is conduit, which focuses and um, like the flow and and directs the, the flow power. And it's using energy that's already in the earth inside the circle. You notice they're not all the same. Um, and these are can be are specific alchemical ruins and they're based on like the studies, text, and experimentation. And the the ruins that are inside the circle are are different, do like a different thing than the like circle itself. Because the circle is like um like drawing on the power of of drawing on the flow of power while like the the ruins on the inside are meant to focus the energy so that it can be released in a specific way um based on what the alchemist is trying uh, to do okay um i also wanted to briefly talk about like they mentioned the the fifth lab the fifth laboratory transmutation circle that they saw um which i think i don't know do they so in this on like the full metal alchemist wiki like website they call that the the grand arcanum array do they actually call that to that yet they will probably okay later. that's what i was gonna so say let's like, not say that i don't i was like i can't remember if they say that and it's like did they say that just in the original or also in the okay they might get to um, that later so we better not i'll just leave this then i will come back okay. to it later there's there's because there's other things that i want to talk about too but like I can't really talk about it without giving it out. things yeah, yeah away. So we will talk about this later. Um that's all I have for now about alchemy, because we can't talk about too much more without giving stuff away. Mm-hmm. Uh so that is the end of the episode. Uh now we can go to our uh favorite line of the episode. Megan, what was yours? Uh, mine was when the Briggs soldiers came to Ed and Al when they were in the jail cell, and they said, well, here at Briggs, we have to look out for each other. You saved our pals back there, so that makes you our pal as well. And I thought <laughs> that was really sweet. So uh, what was your favorite line? So my favorite line was from Major Miles um, when he was talking to Kimberly and, like, threatening him, and he and he's like, you get careless and you get dead. Um, <laughs> Words to live by. Yes, yes. Um, what was, uh, what did we learn in this episode? Be careful who you trust, but be sure to open up to the people who deserve it. Just like Ed and Al opened up to Olivier. Yes. And who pushed the story forward in this episode? Olivier, obviously. She found a way to defeat Sloth, she agreed to help the Elrics, and she used her feminine charms to deceive Raven. Yes, I totally agree with that. All right. Um, That's it, so woohoo. <laughs> yeah. Next week, we will we will be on a brief hiatus uh, because of summer vacation. And we'll uh, be back next time. Yep. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.